welcome to Therapist Spotlight. Hello everybody and welcome to Anta's Therapist Spotlight, the podcast where we aim to showcase our wonderful members to the wider community. I'm your host Joshua Brooks and with us today is April Koff. April is a clinical nutritionist that specializes in women's health, so this is going to be an interesting little take on the medicine. April, how are you today? Good, thanks Josh. Nice to see you. Yeah, nice to see you too. So, first question, what got you into natural medicine and natural health? Oh, I think like a lot of practitioners, um, it's all based on a lot of us for our own health journey. So um, for me, it was I had digestive and hormone issues. Um, and obviously our normal point of call is our doctor, um, gynecologist, all of that. Um, and the answers I got from them were, weren't a solution to my problem. And I really wanted to understand what the root cause was going on. I was young. Um, I was what I probably termed as healthy then. Um, obviously my life has changed a lot since then, so maybe not. Um, and so I found myself a practitioner. I started working with a naturopath. Um, I got so many testings done, so many answers. And like, I learned that it wasn't a matter of doing one thing. It was about a journey over a long time, changing, you know, my lifestyle, my habits. Um, and I was working in a career that I was, was completely different. Um, I'm actually a, I actually did a media degree first. So wow, I, worked, cool. I worked in media. So um, my lifestyle was completely different then. And I wasn't probably fulfilled in that role. Mm. Um, I knew I could see that this is, wasn't what I wanted to do long-term. Um, and so through my own health journey, I thought, well, I could do this. Um, and I think I felt a real drawing to the working one-on-one with client, uh, with people and clients, um, being able to make a real difference, um, form a relationships, educate them. I think um, now that's I love that the most out of my role is the education part of it. Um, and so through that, then I, I started Endeavour. Um, and so I quit my job. I enrolled in Endeavour and here I am. Yeah, wonderful. And so why women's nutrition? What was that big draw card and what led you to work exclusively with women, I believe you said? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Um, I think initially I was quite scared to polarise myself to work directly with women. Mm-hmm. But I, I've always been somebody who gets along better with women. I always have much more female relationships, like friendships, than I have male um and i think i just really love the empowering of women so working one-on-one and the empowerment like women supporting women um and yeah coming from a place of like having some experience some of these things myself um i think it helps when you're educating on a period and you've had a period you know sure. all of those sorts of things um i just really love working directly one-on-one with women um mm. Yeah. And for myself, like I'm really big into traditional cultures personally, right? I think there's such wisdom and there is such advantage of the two sexes coming together. But, you know, every traditional culture has men's business and women's business. And I think it's it's an important thing that we do have our own time with our own gender because there is something special that happens when you are just with your own gender. It sort of takes out a little bit of the equation and you can drop down and you can actually get to a little bit more – I guess the root cause, maybe the root issue and a little bit more empathy. 
I yeah. don't know, that's just what I sort of felt. I don't know if you've experienced the same thing. Yes, and I think it would be the same for men. Like some men would benefit more from seeing a male practitioner, you know, um, or feel more comfortable. It's it's the same. So um yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, obviously we don't we don't appeal to everybody and we don't want to because there's so many fantastic practitioners out there um, and that there's always going to be somebody who's suited to you to support you through your health journey. Yeah, definitely. And it's so important as well, like when you are specialising, because, again, I talk to this with a lot of different therapists it's about the healthcare landscape, I really believe. You know, mm. everyone has a different sort of specialty and everyone will sort of gravitate towards a therapist for a different issue. And when we've got this big network, it makes it so much easier to get your clients the actual help or the actual support or the actual, um, yeah, conversation that they need at that time where they're at for the specific issue. And, I mean, if we become the master of all trades, we try to, right, the jack of all trades, we don't really master it. And I don't think we give our clients the best quality care that they can. I couldn't agree more. Like... I always say, like, I don't want to know everything and I don't mm. want to be able to support everyone through everything because then I'm not doing my job correctly. Yeah, sure. So the minute I think that I can solve anybody's issues, then I'm doing a disservice to my clients because there's practitioners out there that are way more skilled in that um, aspect or that area. They specialise that, specialise in that, and I would prefer my clients got the support that they needed because at the end of the day, all of us in this health industry, all we want to do is see our clients get better or their health to be supported the right way. Yeah, 100%. Hey, so yeah. we'll go to a little bit of brass tacks then. Imagine I'm a woman, right? Yeah. And I come through, <laughs> <laughs> a hard sell maybe. And I, I come to you and I'm looking at an initial consultation. What does that look like? What can they expect? What sort of questions are you going to ask them? What's that first step of that journey look like for them? Yeah. So um, I work, I live in um, Adelaide, South Australia. So mm -hmm. I see clients. We'll forgive you for that. <laughs> well, I don't know. We're doing pretty, like, pretty free here at the moment. We're not in any lockdowns or anything like that. So. <laughs> It's not so bad. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I work in clinic. I actually, I'm fortunate I work in a women's health clinic already. Oh, um, nice. So there's other modalities there that they all specialise in women. Um, and I also work online. Obviously, like, our whole industry has either there's lots of practitioners out there that only practice online now um, or that everyone's offering both online and in clinic. Um, so... It's exactly the same for me. I, my service is the same whether you're in clinic or online. Mm -hmm. um, I really spend so much time asking, like really challenging our clients, you know, asking them all the questions that they don't even, they come in for one thing and you're asking them questions about anything else. Mm -hmm. They're like, what's this crazy lady doing? Um, obviously, like we sit there for, I'm, I take a full hour with my clients for my initial appointment, ask them all the questions, um, do any um, body signs. I'll probably send them away to get either get some pathology testing or do a diet diary, um, mm -hmm. further information before I'll probably initiate any major change. Um, I just like to make sure that we get as much information at the beginning as possible. Obviously, that changes. Um and yeah, so it's pretty so, much then. Sorry. Yeah, no, no. Can we just dive into that a little bit more? Like, yes. what, what sort of questions can people expect, right? So they're just not so confronted, maybe, if they haven't seen yes. a nutritionist. Like, 
we know naturopaths talk about poo and that can be a bit confronting for some yeah. people that they don't talk about it. Is that the same when they come and exactly. see you for the nutritionist? 100%. The questions we ask as a, like a nutrition, clinical nutritionist or a um, naturopath, exactly the same. I want to mm -hmm. know about your poo, we want to know about your period, you know, your yep. sleep, family history, um, personal medical history. I want to know if you were delivered yourself as a C-section, vaginally, mm. breastfed, bottle fed. Um, I want to know what's happened at the beginning of your life, like were there any antibiotic use, were you sick, um, mm. if women have had children themselves. I want to know about how those deliveries were, was there blood loss, was there any complications, um, obviously the major stresses in their life, so both physically and emotionally, um, their energy throughout the day. So, mm. yes, very similar to the questions you would expect um, or if you've had practitioners on here before talk about as a naturopath, um, very same sort of training, yes, without yeah. the herbs. Yeah. Yeah. And so then when you've done your initial consultation, mm -hmm. what's a treatment plan look like for you? Are you big into nutraceuticals, big into minerals? Like do you like to take people through how to eat or do you like to give them meal plans? I know everybody's different and every client yeah. needs a different need, but just yeah. sort of in general, what can people expect um, walking away and how you'll take them on their health journey? Yeah. So I suppose for me, like I um, don't like to do like in it, like meal plans per se. Mm -hmm. I really like to educate people on how they can implement changes in their everyday life. So then don't feel restricted based on, I can only have this, two things for breakfast mm. and these three things for lunch. I want to create long-term habits. Mm. Um, I'm not a big practitioner. I don't like to focus on weight loss as a primary goal. If someone's coming to me and they want to lose weight, that's always a secondary. I always explain that to them, like until your digestion, your hormones, if all those things that I talked about asking questions, until they are balanced, um, I you're not going to lose the weight anyway. Um, so I want to support all of those areas and then bonus if you lose weight sort of thing. Um, I totally dependent on obviously the client, um, but I do do a balance of dietary recommendations, lifestyle and supplementation. Um, I don't, I'm not, I never, my, I would love not to have to supplement with clients and I never want them to have to take things long-term. The compliance isn't that good and no one really wants to take supplements forever. Um, obviously there's exceptions to that rules depending on your condition or your lifestyle, where your health is at. Mm -hmm. um, so some people, yes, I would introduce a supplement straight away and other people it might be something we do at the second or third consultation, just depending on what level of support they need as well. Yeah, wonderful. And, I mean, it's such a poignant thing that you just mentioned, right? So people always come in and they're like, I want to lose weight. But it's a wonderful it's a wonderful new era that I see us working in is it's not so much now calorie restrictions or working out more. It is really starting to be noticed how much nutrition impacts us for weight loss, right? So it's yeah. like, so it's not about restricting anymore or punishing yourself or anything like that. It's like when you eat the correct foods for your body type, and you become healthier, naturally your body's going to push the weight off because you're healthier. Anyway, that's what, I've, dis that's what oh, I've discovered. Absolutely. And I talk to my clients about that all the time. Like I, I'm not somebody who would ever weigh my clients. Um, mm. 
and I would never focus on calorie or macros or anything like that. So that's why I do like to stay away. I think misconception is that as a nutritionist, you're just going to write me a meal plan where like I want to support your whole health and I want to create long-term habits, not this short-term diet that, yeah, you might lose weight, but you're not going to be able to sustain that because you haven't created any daily habits. Like you don't know how to eat outside of the meal plan. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, it's so important that psychological element with it, because a lot of nutritionists that I've talked to do talk a lot about like it's, it is that health coaching. It's, we don't want you just to be on another pill or another supplement or something like that. We actually want you to build a healthy lifestyle, because that's what will bring you sustainable, healthy, wonderful, joyful goals. Absolutely. hundred. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and so there is something now in the dietary space that I guess is a little bit interesting about how, um, how can I say this? How like zelotish a lot of people get about their type of diet, right? So like if they're vegan or if they're plant-based or if I want to be yeah. keto, or I just want to be carnivore, yeah. or I just want to be, Yeah. how do you as a dietitian maybe a- a- approach that? And have you found since you're working more with women that that is a major issue or have you found that, yeah, how have you found that? Yeah, so um, I'm a nutritionist, not a dietitian. Oh, yeah, sorry. No, yeah. it's okay. <laughs> very common mistake, very different um, treatment strategies. But yeah. um, I think it depends on the reason why someone is following a diet, right? Mm-hmm. So um, obviously with veganism or vegetarian, sometimes there's quite ethical reasons behind that. Um, so that's probably in a different space rather than like a um, a trendy diet as well. Yeah, so, because some people are following it because they think that's what they need to do to be healthy. They mm-hmm. think that they have to cut out major food groups to be healthy, where it's actually just about the quality of those sources of food groups, um, the types of those food groups, like carbohydrates is very different, you know, like processed versus complex um i really like to for i really just like to educate people on why we need to be having protein carbs and fats and all of our fruits and vegetables and micronutrients and then help support them to understand why i'm recommending these things if that fits within their um you know within their beliefs as well so i i am a practitioner who does like to work with a client's beliefs um Uh, there's lots of different practitioners out there that have their own beliefs and maybe they'll people will be drawn to them based on that Um, I'm probably somebody who like I want to support them um, within their beliefs that's not a restrictive diet if it was a restrictive diet we'd be having the conversation about why I want them to bring in other sorts of food groups Um, and I think I said at the beginning like that's what I love the most about my job is educating people so I really like to be like this is why I want you to have this and this is what it does to our body. So this is why I'm recommending it. Um, and I find that has a lot more success than sending somebody away with just like eat this, you'll feel better sort of thing. Um, sure. Like because I said I want to create a long-term dietary change. Mm-hmm. And, again, I think that's so important for our, again, for our psychological health when, you know, you go out for, you go out for dinner with friends and there may be pizza on offer and you're like, oh, no, yeah. I can't have that. I can't have my carbs. And then you get this fear state 
or this you know restrictive like yeah break breaking your yeah. will and that's not good to put your body into that no sort of problems because we want we want we all want our clients to be leading a lifestyle that they can still go out with their friends enjoy a meal because part of it is about the joy that we get out mm. of life. so if you're eating food from a place of hate your body is going to i'm a strong believer in that you know your body will respond to the way you're thinking. Mm-hmm. So um, we, I want my clients to be going out, having pizza on the weekend because they really enjoy it, they really love it. I don't want them having pizza every night. Mm-hmm. But in saying that, like, that's all about having a balance and what they do the other times so they can enjoy that as well. Mm. And that's why I love the term metabolic flexibility personally. Mm. Like, because, again, like you build yourself up so you've got resilience so you can go out there and then, you know, because we've got to enjoy life. Like, Absolutely. there's very few of us who can love the monks monk life where we're just <laughs> restricting everything. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I tell my clients, like, I'm a big chocoholic, so I I'll have chocolate in some form every day, but it's about the types that I have mm. and what I'm getting in the other forms of my food. So I'm not having dairy milk, Cadbury every day, sort of thing, but I'm having good quality cacao and those sorts mm. of things. Um, yeah, because I think it, you know, foods are commonly labelled bad and good, and sometimes it's just about the types and the sources of them. Hundred percent. I think qual- that's one of my things that I've learned on my journey is that quality matters more than quantity yeah. most of the time. Yeah, I absolutely couldn't agree more. And so, then, do you also have conversations about sort of mindset, about lifestyle? Do you talk to them about their exercise regime, and do you help them? Like, how does that work in, I guess, in the women's space? Yeah. With what they're doing, yeah, how, how does that conversation normally go? Um, yeah, I think as natural practitioners, because we do spend a lot more time with our clients and I'm sure other practitioners will say the same thing, we spend a lot of time counselling our clients. Like mm. we spend, because obviously when they go to other practitioners, I mean, different health spaces, they have such a short amount of time to spend with them. But um, like you said around like, especially with women and men are not excluded from this at all but our mindset around food um and society with social media it's Mm -hmm. like and i have clients that can be in their early 20s or they can be in their you know late 40s and we're having the same conversation around um healthy food habits and their relationship with food because if we don't talk about that it i could make any recommendation but they're not going to be able to do them because they haven't first supported that. So we have a lot of conversations about, and I do a lot of referring to um, specialists in that area, you know, mm-hmm. psychologists, counsellors, because mm-hmm. um, at the end of the day, that's not that's not my job. Um, and I find that if somebody's mindset or mental health isn't, hasn't been supported yet we can make all the best recommendations and changes but that's not going to change until their mental health and mindset has changed as well yeah for sure definitely and so then i guess do you work with like personal trainers and that sorts of stuff do you do you like to recommend uh, to that as well have you got that as a as a tool down there um because sometimes it's about getting women to exercise less like i i um, (laughs) yeah it's it's usually not the other it's not the other way around Mm. and i think um for some women it is 
they're going, they're doing lots of, they might have, for instance, like um, they might not have their period and they are exercising two hours every single day. So we're having the complete opposite conversation about that. And I don't want them to stop moving because it's really good for their mental health. So we all know how great exercise is for our mental health. So I'm not somebody who ever wants to tell someone they have to stop right now. It's just about changing the intensity, changing the style of it. Um, So I actually probably 99% of the time it's I don't, need somebody to exercise more than they already are or I just want them to start walking because they don't they might not have enough energy to even be going to the gym so Mm. by now that the weather's getting better I just want them to go outside get some vitamin d and just go for a 30 minute walk Um, yeah and then we can talk about let's look at the options of like things that you've tried previously that you really enjoyed um because everybody's fitness regime, they have different, everyone likes different things. There's no point mm. that that's what I was talking about. You you have to come from a point of like loving something. So I want people to be doing movement because they love it, not because they're coming from a point of punishment, which is why most of the time I'll be telling people we'll be talking about exercising less because they're exercising as punishment, not as a love because I love my body and I love moving and it makes me feel good. Um, I've eaten pizza on the weekends and I need to exercise that off. So I'm really changing the conversation around that. And that was a that was a game changer for me because I used to be like that, right? Like mm. I would exercise to punish myself rather than just having an active and fun lifestyle. Once that changed, and it's amazing for me personally, right? Once that changed in my head, the weight started to drop a lot quicker than it yes. was when I was, and I was, and I'm doing less exercise than I was back in the day, right? Like back yeah. in the day, I was flogging myself, and now that I've relaxed and I'm doing more stuff that I want, the weight's dropped off way quicker than it ever has, and it's like, oh, okay, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, and that's just about finding what the right level was to support you, and like you said, your mindset. You mm-hmm. had the right mindset behind why you're doing something. It's the same yeah. as the food. If you've got the right mindset around the food that you're putting into your body, your body will respond that way as well. And I definitely think it's what you said, right? So when you've got that, when you, when you come from a bit more of a love mindset rather than a hate mindset, like it does, well, we know how much gratitude practice impacts your body. So it, it really does change. Definitely. One last question before before we go. There is a part of a woman's lifetime, which is quite important, which is like pregnancy and baby mm-hmm. and baby nutrition. Yeah. So in terms of the women's space and what you do, do you take women specifically through pregnancy, postpartum yeah. nutrition, and do you do children's nutrition as well and like baby nutrition and how does that work in your practice? Yeah, so I definitely do um, preconception, mm-hmm. pregnancy, postpartum support, absolutely. Um, where I work at the clinic there, they work a lot with pregnant women through those stages as well. Um, I don't work with children at this stage um, only because what we were saying, there's practitioners out there who specialise mm. specialise in infant and um, children nutrition, so I'd always much rather refer to them. Um, but I definitely think um, I love, I do love working through the preconception stage. I work with people, um, women in their fertility journey um support them if they're going through IVF as well that needs you know a different kind of support um and for some women it's just about 
like I said, of spending the time with them and having someone to talk to, even if I'm not making significant changes, um, just making sure that they feel like everything's covered as well. Because it's a, especially, you know, women where it doesn't matter if it's their first, second, third child, it's always different. They need different things. Um, so, yeah. And again, like we were talking about, it sort of comes back to that women's business a little bit when you've got a good circle or a good network of women who can actually support you in your health journey. And not a criticism, but sometimes you do hear about the Western system. They do force you into to decisions and conversations that maybe you don't want to have. So I think that's mm. one of the advantages of us natural practitioners is we can maybe open it up a little bit more to different opinions or different ideas. Mm -hmm. I think that that's so important during that that journey because uh, having that relationship Again, if you want to take it back to the tribal thing where you do read a lot of the traditional tribal where they did have these women's circles that helped through that, I think would be super important for a woman going through that, that and stage even, of life. Yeah, absolutely. And I have clients that maybe went through a different path through their first pregnancy mm. and that wasn't the best experience for them. Um, so even they've, they're looking to do it differently the second time or just be more informed or more like you said, supported. Um, yeah, I, th I think there's our industry is continuously growing. Um, mm. And I think if anything, over the last two years, people are looking to support their health more. Um, they want to be healthy and that, you know, that's all within any stage of their journey when they're having their pregnancy, when they, um, you know, younger, older, whatever stage it is, um, they're really just looking to be their healthiest self. Um, that's what I've found, especially in the last two years, for sure. Definitely. Well, the old saying, right, health equals wealth. I think yes. it's very true. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on, April. It's been absolutely delightful. Where are you located? Where can people find you? Where can they get in contact with you? Where is your, yeah, where, well, just give us all your details for people out there if they want to get in contact. Yeah. So like, yeah, I'm from um, Adelaide, South Australia. I work out of um, a women's health clinic on Kensington Road if you're from South Australia. It's called mm -hmm. Ivory Rose. Um, but I also obviously offer online services as well. So you can go onto my website. Um, it's just aprilcoughnutrition.com.au or you can find me on Instagram. Um, it's aprilcough.nutrition. Um, and you can reach out to me via those platforms um, if you have any questions or anything like that. Fantastic. Well, as always, guys, there'll be the links will be at the bottom to below. But we'd just like to thank you so much, April, for coming on Therapist Spotlight. It's been wonderful. Thanks so much, Josh. And for everybody else out there, have a great day, and we'll catch you all next time. Hey, eh? see ya. Thank you for listening to Therapist Spotlight. If you would like to know more about Anta, visit us at www.anta.com.au.